And we've come to the realization that we've not been very good parents. Sadly, and most of the time, we have no interest in what's going on with you. We have no idea what's, because she means no idea. <clears throat> we have lost touch as a family. And if we're going to get through this ordeal together, we have got to get reacquainted. Now, back at Rose Video, we had management retreats where we would play fun team building You exercise. also had company-wide spa days. Why don't we try that? And one of the icebreakers at these retreats was a game that was always a hit. And it was a game where somebody would tell a lie about themselves and then a truth and then another lie and everybody would have to guess which one was the lie. No, Johnny, they had to guess which one was the truth. Mm, which one was the lie? It's, just, it's just one lie. What did I say? You said two lies. Well, it is two lies. No, no the game is two truths and a lie. It's true. So you've heard of it. Yeah, you've heard well, of yeah, it. Yeah, because babies play that at their birthday parties. Okay, whatever. It's a good game. Oh, okay? Now, here's how it goes. I'll give you an example. Why don't I start? Um, I'm miserable drunk and hate this game. So, here's a hint. Sadly, I'm not drunk. Okay, so. wrong attitude. That's the wrong, right okay, off the turn, top. my turn, my turn, my turn, my turn. Um, okay. My eyes are brown. I am basically sample size. And one time, I escaped from a Thai drug lord's car trunk by bribing him with sex. Right idea, honey, but you know what? It's gotta be more challenging for Her everybody in the room. Aqua. You did what? I'm kidding. I clearly would never bribe anybody with sex. When were you in Thailand? I told you that I was on spring break. Everyone can just calm down because Arun was a lovely gentleman until he ran out of money. How many people do you know that are currently in the prison system? Is it like um, I'm pretty sure 12? just two. All right, that's enough. Good game. Good game, everybody. Alexis, you're grounded. No, that was 10 years ago when everybody does dumb stuff in high school. You were 17? Did you know this? As if. I don't do girl talk. Okay, everybody does dumb stuff everywhere. For example, I saw Mutt today, the guy that lives in the barn, making out with the mayor's wife. What's her face? Mm-hmm. And the homeless kid? Mm-hmm. Guys like that will bone anything. Well, not anything. Stop. Because that would mean... Stop. Stop. That would include Stop it. you, which it doesn't. Thought-provoking, funny, but mostly just entertaining. With nearly 100 years of combined life experience, prepare to listen in on excitement, intrigue, absurdity. This is The David Allen Show. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? Saturday This is the David Allen Show coming to you late night, Saturday night, February 4, 2017. 17. 17. Uh, 17. I knew it. Hey. I knew it. There it is. Uh, for those of you that were paying attention on the pre-stream, we just had a little taste of um, a humorous show that airs in the Canadia. Uh, I'm not going to call them. Yeah. Not quite. Anyway. Eugene anyway, it's funny. Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Dan Levy, and some other girl host. Host it. Star in it. There it is. It's funny. I, I, I can't get it. Well, um, hi. How are you? 
Hey, it's um, <clears throat> it's sad Saturday. Yeah, yeah I'm we, I'm we doing okay. That. Thanks. I mean, I'm not doing horrible. I mean, I could be doing a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. I Hillary just could be prez. <clears throat> oh my goodness, this is just this whole thing is so strange to me. Is it strange to you that Trump? Oh, but yeah, <clears throat> but again, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I love the system being blown up. I I love that. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. I I get. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that are mad, and there's you know, this this traveler ban or whatever it is. You know, this extreme vetting. They say <laughs> everyone's just losing yeah, their yeah, minds. Yeah. A judge apparently awarded a, a stay nation uh, nationwide to stop it. Supposedly, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, people losing their mind thinking this I, is a new crusade against Muslims. One of the lines that I heard from the Trump administration, <clears throat> I really have a hard time disagreeing with. It was immigrants have no right to demand rights under our constitution. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Unless you are a citizen. Right. Right. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Right. Am I wrong? Right. No. Right. You're not wrong. I mean, I think it's it's equivalent to you live in a um, what do they call it again? What do they call a it? bubble? Oh. <laughs> when everybody lives in a in a maybe a well-to-do housing area, oh, homeowners association. Yeah, homeowners association. You live in a homeowners association, and the head of the homeowners association says, "You know what? Um, there was a horrible fire over at the apartment building." two blocks down. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have <laughs> we're going to have some of those people come on over here and we're going to have them live with you till they oh. get on their feet. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and um, so just to let you know, uh, we're going to have the sign-up sheet <laughs> for you to sign up if you want if you want people to move into your house. And <laughs> There will be a lot of people that say no. Um, nobody would call him a monster, I don't think. And then the people that do say, okay, you know what? We will house some people over there. But what we want, I mean, before we bring anybody into my into my house, because I'm married and I have two small girls, um, we all we want is a background check of who's going to come in here. And we don't want any criminals in our house. Hater. And would that be considered unreasonable? Yeah. Yeah. Just ask them. <laughs> Who? Uh, no, them. Go. Oh. Do you think that's terrorism if a, if a woman's raped? This is Do Jason Chaffetz. No. Do I think that that is uh, terrorism? Yeah. No, but it's a, an egregious, horrible crime, which is the father of three I tell you daughters, what it, I think, is a horrible it crime. It is for that woman. It is for that family. And you don't deport them. How do you do that? You give them an excuse to make a decision, put some poor officer there to say, you know, maybe they should go ahead and stay here in this country. We had more than 66,000 criminal aliens in your control, and you let them go. You didn't deport them. You let them go. Why do you do that? 
Mr. Chairman, uh, the, uh, the policy provides that if they are a threat to national security or border security or public safety, that they are eligible. Give me a scenario a, when, a, when a woman gets raped and the person's here illegally, that they're not a threat to public safety. Explain to me that scenario. I didn't say that. I said that they would That's be subject. That's what the memo says. They would be subject, uh, I believe the memo says, unless they are a threat to border security, unless they are not a threat to border security, national How are they not a safety. threat? How are are they not Chairman, a threat Chairman, to public? Uh, if, a, if a woman is raped and the, and the perpetrator is convicted of rape, that is a felony. That is a serious crime. That is a top priority for removal. So no, I'm not it's sure not. It is not top. the top priority. I'm not sure it's where. It's priority number two for the Department of Homeland Security. So says the memo. That person would be removed. It doesn't say that. It says unless there are factors indicating the alien is not a threat or should not therefore be an enforcement priority. Jay Johnson went out of his way to tell people, if you commit rape, rape, if you're in a DUI situation, I, I do if not you commit burglary, don't necessarily deport these people. Respectfully, Congressman, I don't think you are reading that, that, uh, that policy correctly. Rape is a serious crime that is a, a, remo a, a removable offense. It is that, a removable is offense unless Unless, and it's priority number two for the Department of Homeland Security. I want some I want some answers about that. I'm going to give you a copy to read. You're going to have a half hour to go through it, and I want to understand why you let 66,000 criminal aliens remain in the United States of America. That's a threat to the homeland. That's a threat of terrorism. That's a threat to every American. Those people should be priorities for removal. And you, did, you had them in your possession, and you let them go. You did not deport them. These are people that State Department, State Department, who gave a visa, thought about it, got more information, and decided, ah, we better revoke that. 9,500 were tied to terrorists. And you don't have a clue no, who they are, do you? No, Mr. Chairman, please uh, uh, understand that uh, I, I head up the Office of Policy. The operational components that would have that information are uh, When will, are I, get that? When will I get that recess, information? See if we can find that. When will I get that information? If, if the operational representatives have that information, we'll provide it to you when the hearing uh, uh, starts up again. You don't have a clue, do you? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> We'll give you that information. It's fine. We'll give it to you. Yep. We'll, yeah. I, I don't have it because that's not my department, but we'll give it to you. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Yeah. 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 Well, wait a second. Was what was his responsibility? He was head of uh, who? Chaffetz? No, no, oh. no. The guy that he was talking Mer to. Uh, procedures or something like that. Maybe, yeah. So <laughs> it wouldn't matter about the operations. I mean, you would start with a person who writes the rules and the procedures, right? Details, come on. Okay. 66,000. I, I, I would like to see that broken down, though. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> the way, the, 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 he claims that 9,500 of them had direct ties to terrorism. Oh, I, I totally Which, agree. Oh, okay, if this is true, yikes. But, I mean, if it's 66,000 and, you know, 40,000 of them were people who had speeding tickets that they didn't pay or something like that. <clears throat> that is going to dilute his... Obviously, it's not that, but i just like to see the breakdown because the breakdown might be even more powerful if you actually, you know, give numbers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would hate to be one of these people that have to go to that committee... Oh man, oh. especially with him. Yeah. Him or, or Trey Gowdy. Yeah, Whoa. Trey Gowdy. I yeah. watched the Trey Gowdy ones. 
Oh my <laughs> goodness. Uh Oh my goodness. Uh we had another big bombshell happen this week. Uh Mary Tyler Moore died. Oh, oh <laughs> crap. Second uh, we had a third big bombshell happen this week. <laughs> okay. All right. Um something bigger than that. To the New York Times. The grand old it's been almost a year since the Senate Republicans took an empty Supreme Court seat hostage, discarding oh. a constitutional duty. Wait, that... wait, wait, wait. Can can you take an empty seat hostage? Is that like um how would how would you do that? I'm taking this bag hostage. Yeah. How would you take an empty seat hostage? Oh, I'll tell you. This from the editorial board of the of, of of the gray lady, the New York Times. So, uh, by most standards, no slouch when it comes to news reporting. At now, one time, well, sure, yeah. I yeah, mean, it, sure. it's kind of one of the the gold standards, yeah, as they say, of news reporting. This yeah. is the editorial board, so this is their opinioning. Yes, no. Yes, it is Kay. their opinion. It's been almost a year since Senate Republicans took an empty Supreme Court seat hostage, discarding a constitutional duty. That both parties have honored throughout American what, history. Wait, wait, I, I'm still, I'm still caught at the because they're journalists. They they go to school for because words have meaning, right? Well, they so, used to. So if people don't pay the ransom, they're going to shoot the empty chair. Is that what's going to happen? Yep. Okay. All right. I just wanted to clarify that. Go ahead. Sorry, I promise I won't interrupt this time. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. <laughs> That both parties have honored throughout American history and hobbling an entire branch of government for partisan gain. President Trump had a great opportunity to repair some of that damage by nominating a moderate candidate <laughs> for the vacancy. Because ah! the Democrats would have done, you know. Which was created thing. when Justice Antonin Scalia was murdered. No, he died last February. Instead, he chose Neil Gorsuch. A very conservative judge from the Federal Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit, whose jurisprudence and writing style are often compared to those of Scalia. Huh. So we're pl- replacing the same guy yeah. with someone with similar ideology. That's bad. Uh-huh. Okay. If Judge Gorsuch is conser- confirmed, the court will once again have a majority of justices appointed by Republican presidents, as it has for nearly half a century. So let's see. It is straight up down the middle, yeah? Four for four. So they'd be okay Supposedly. if the Democrats uh-huh. had a majority of appointed yep. judges, but not yep. Republicans because it's it's been so long. Yep. For starters, that spells big trouble for public sector labor unions, environmental regulations, and women's access to contraception. If what? Trump gets the chance to name another justice, the consequences could be much more dire. Are, so they consider abortion contraception. Oh, clearly. In normal times, Judge Gorsuch, a widely respected and at 49 relatively young judge with a reliably conservative voting record, would be an obvious choice for a Republican president. These are not normal times. (laughs) The seat Judge Gorsuch hopes to sit in should be filled months ago by Merrick Garland, the chief judge of the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, whom President Barack Obama nominated to the court last March. Judge Garland, a former federal prosecutor and 20-year veteran of the nation's most important federal appeals court, is both more moderate and more qualified than Judge Gorsuch. 
That meant nothing to Senate Republicans who abused their power as the majority party. (laughs) And within hours of Scalia's death, shut down the confirmation process for the remainder of Mr. Obama's presidency. There would be no negotiations to release this hostage. The sole object was to hold on to the court's conservative majority. The outrageousness of the ploy was matched only by the unlikelihood that it would succeed until, to virtually everyone's shock, it did. So you're telling me a Democrat is outraged here. Is that... It, it, it clearly, but no, I didn't, oh, they, I, I'm this, sorry. The editorial I board did, of, the, of the gray lady. I didn't see it coming. This is not a Democrat. Okay, okay, keep going, sorry. This is objective journalism right uh, Yeah, yeah. The oh, destruction... Oh, oh. okay, keep going. <laughs> you didn't know that was it? No, okay. no. What? I don't think that word means what you think it means. The destructive lesson Senate Republicans taught is that obstruction pays off, yet they seem to have short memories. After Senate Democrats refused to attend votes on two of Mr. Trump's cabinet picks on Tuesday, Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania said, We did not inflict this kind of obstructionism on President Obama. Even absent such dishonesty, any Democrat impulse, Democratic impulse to mimic the Republican blockade by filibustering Judge Gorsuch would be understandable. But Senate Democrats should be wary of stooping to the Republicans' level, especially because any such effort is likely to prove futile, since Republicans have the votes to simply eliminate the use of the filibuster against Supreme Court nominees. So if they shouldn't stoop to Republican levels, then they shouldn't filibuster. The they should, should just just let, let the nomination go through. All right? The hearings should, however, present Democrats with an opportunity to probe just Go- Judge Gorsuch. Oh, no, to probe his views. So what, might, so what might a Justice Gorsuch mean for the court? Like Scalia, he is an originalist, meaning he interprets the Constitution's language to mean what it was understood to mean when it was written, an approach that has led both men to consistently conservative results. Well... <laughs> What are the chances that was the goal of that document? Huh. See, I didn't know, like when you read a will, that... You can reinterpret the terms yeah, currently? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I didn't know that that was an option, because <laughs> if that was an option... Oh, man. Holy cow, would I be rich now. <laughs> Actually, I would, what he meant I to would say kick down every door. I get everything. Yeah, That's exactly. That's what he meant to say clearly. No, he didn't know me. I know that, Judge. But that's not what he meant. <laughs> I know, Rock Rockefeller, it's, I mean, I'm in there. Yeah, yeah. When it says other, that means me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judge Gorsuch's similarities to Justice Scalia extend into several areas of the law. He's Italian? Oh, it's a law. Since his appointment in 06 by George W. Bush, president, he has voted consistently in favor of religious liberty claims, such as requests for exemptions for private companies and religious nonprofits that oppose the Affordable Care Act's contraceptive mandate. He is even more conservative than Scalia in at least one area, calling for an end to the defense cor- to the deference courts traditionally show to administrative agencies, like the EPA that are charged with implementing complex and important federal laws. So complex. Given the events of recent days, senators should press Judge Gorsuch on how he would interpret constitutional questions that have already arisen out of Mr. Trump's actions as president. 
like his order barring refugees and immigrants from seven Muslim-majority countries, or his alleged violation of the Im Emoluments Clause of the Constitution. While Judge Gorsuch's views on abortion are not known, he has written extensively about assisted suicide and euthanasia. In his book on the topic, he wrote that human life is to quote, human life is fundamentally and inherently valuable, and that the intentional taking outrageous. of human life by private persons is always wrong. Outrageous. What a monster. By himself, Judge Gorsuch, Judge Gorsuch would not upset the court's balance on abortion rights or affirmative action, but if one of the more liberal justices, or Justice Anthony Kennedy, step down during Mr. Trump's presidency. A solidly right-wing majority could quickly overturn those precedents. Supreme Court nominations are among the most important decisions a president makes, and that's why people voted for Trump! No, that's what I said. That was my... Oh, that was you. That was my, yeah. Okay. My uh, editorializing of this editorial. Wow. Hey, <laughs> that was my dinger. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pot calling kettle black. No. And certainly the most enduring. A nominee like Judge Gorsuch, Gorsuch could sit on the court for more than three decades. At a, really, at a rally last summer, Mr. Trump said, quote, Even if you can't stand Donald Trump, you think Donald Trump is the worst, you're going to vote for me. You know why? Justices of the Supreme Court. And he's exactly right. Again, my mm -hmm. opinion there. Yeah. Uh, that may have played well in the campaign trail, but Mr. Trump's failure to choose a more moderate candidate is the latest example of his refusal to acknowledge his historic unpopularity and his nearly three million vote loss to Hillary Clinton. A wiser president faced with such circumstances would govern with humility and a respect for the views of all Americans, clearly like Obama did. No, no, he didn't. Oh, I, again, that was my attitude. Oh, okay. So that the New York Times editorial board, um, just calling it like it is, straight down the middle. So how many minds did they change? Yep. Exactly. I, that didn't change yours? Uh, no. Yeah, you wish you would have voted for Trump? <laughs> yeah, now, now just for spite, you know. Yeah. Yeah, if he runs for re-election, I'm voting for him just because of the whining is, must stop. Which wine? <clears throat> oh, like in uh, Who's Berkeley. Whining? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it was humorous. Uh, the uh, This latest episode of the No Agenda show um, um, had, uh, they briefly talked about that and they did a man on the street report. Oh, <laughs> yes. Excellent. Yes. You know, they're reporting from the street. John lives, uh, Dvorak lives in Berkeley. So it, anyway. Um, but then they brought up a fantastic point that... Milo Yanilopoulos is a gay man. Yes. They had colored one of the buildings on campus, the rainbow gay colors, for him, I presume. And then they're rioting, burning down the streets. So they did a second report, man on the street report, coming from the position of, wh when did this anti-gay hate start at Berkeley? Yes. How did, we, how did we come to this? Yeah. When did the anti-gay haters come out? Yeah. So how is this not, how can you not make that claim? Did you, um, did you see uh, Don Lemon? He, I try uh, not to watch him. Yeah. He had Robert Reich. Reich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We represent the lollipop guild. He's a <laughs> short guy. Anyways, sorry. <clears throat> um, This is what he said. Well, unless you want to play the. 
clip. Is this new? Recent one? Who? Yeah, when was it? It would have been, I think, the uh, yesterday, last night. Hold on, what who? Blip. Let's see here. Party last night, and I know what I saw. That's it. And those people were not Berkeley students. Those were outsiders, agitators. Uh, they, I've never seen them before. Uh, for you know, there's rumors that they actually were right wingers. They were. Wait a minute. <laughs> because Bobby Reich, Reich, yep, hasn't seen these guys before. It's proof. Keep they're going. They're not Berkeley students. <laughs> Those That's people bold. were not Berkeley students. Those were outsiders, agitators. Uh, they, I've never seen them before. Uh, for you know, there's rumors that they actually well, were clearly, right Bob, I've never seen them before either. <laughs> Me so neither. they are using Berkeley students. Yeah, they were part of a kind of a group that were organized and ready to create Sorrow. the kind of tumult and danger tumult. you saw that forced the police to cancel the event. Uh, so Don, Don, you know, Donald Trump, when he says Berkeley, you know, uh, doesn't respect free speech rights, that's Writing. a completely distortion. <laughs> that's a complete distortion of the truth. I mean, Berkeley opened its biggest auditorium uh, to this right wing uh, Breitbart news character. So how come then the right wingers would have shut him down, Bob? This hateful, odious person. That idea uh, went over his Free head. speech is the most important thing we, we stand short. for. And Sorry. these outsiders who caused the police to finally come in and have to cancel it. Do you think this was a strategy by Yiannopoulos or right-wingers? They put this on so they could, uh, in an effort to show or that oh, you know, outrageous. there's no free speech on, on a college campus like UC Berkeley? I, I, I wouldn't bet against it, Don. I... Then how come the college <laughs> didn't say, no, you're coming anyway? We're just going to do it. Forget them. Exactly. I, you know, I again, I saw these people. They were very, they they all looked very, almost paramilitary. Uh, they were not. Now, what does it mean to look paramilitary? Almost paramilitary. It means you're the police. Ooh, he's blaming the police. SWAT mm -hmm. team. Uh-huh from the campus uh, and uh, I, I I've heard you know I, I, again I don't oh, want to bull crap he's making this up okay and, hey, I've heard I've heard something but now he's he gaveth now he's taketh in it away people they were very they they all looked very almost paramilitary uh, they were not from the campus uh, and um, see, if uh, find out, see if you can find out how much he gets paid to be a contributor on CNN okay I, I've heard, you know, I, again, I don't want to say factually. But oh, heard. okay. <laughs> so I'm making it up. He gave it. He <laughs> took it away. I don't want to say for sure, but. heard that there was some relationship there between these people and uh, the right wing and the right wing uh, movement that is, is affiliated with Breitbart. And I heard it actually because I was thinking about it. So it's the, my thought was pretty loud. So that's how I heard it. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much you. Holy care, okay. Holy care. Holy cow. Holy That's care outrageous. cow. Outrageous. Yeah. I mean, fact <clears throat> check false. Yes. <laughs> that is. Yes. yes. Uh I mean, I think it's great if if the conservatives can use that same technique. Mark Lamont Hill. It's also an issue of free speech. 
both sides have the right and should have this the right to Mark speak. Lamont. We have seen many liberals have no problem here. without protesters, without fear of death or people hurting you or attacking you or pepper spraying you, uh, as many of these protesters did towards conservatives last night. And for it to happen at the place that's supposed to be the, the center point of free speech on college campuses, I think it's embarrassing. And honestly, liberals need to grow up on college campuses because people are actually getting hurt now. Mark, go ahead. Mark, Mark Lamont Hill. So a, a few things. One, I think we have to separate uh, the institution from the people out there. The University of California, Berkeley didn't do anything wrong here. Uh -huh. They not only uh, support free speech, but they supported the college Republicans who brought him in or brought them in to to do what? To to fund it, to offer security. They've spoken out against the violent protests. This is not an issue of free speech at the institutional level. Um, I think it's also a bit inaccurate to say that this is a problem purely of the left. I think we have intolerance on the left and on the right. I mean, I, I travel the college speaking circuit all the time. In school, and, and the right boycotts, the the right rights letters, the right. Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa! That's different than burning the street down, though. And do you really think that a conservative organization is going to boycott bringing him in? I want to see one example well, of that. And, but and maybe they won't like it. They'll say, "Hey, here's the truth about what he's going to say." But they're not going to burn the place down, and they're not going to boycott it. I mean, are you kidding me? Do they want to come to your event? Do they set things on fire? Do yeah, they destroy thank property? You. Do they flip over barricades? Tell me the last time a bunch of conservatives went to a college campus and acted this way, because I would love to see the proof behind that. Mark? Well, you know, they Mark, don't always go to college campuses. Sometimes they b blow up abortion clinics. Sometimes they burn down mosques. Oh, sometimes geez. they churches. That's not churches. what we're talking about. Now you're stretching. No, no. No, I'm, I'm not stretching. I'm just trying to finish my point. What I'm saying is that both sides have extremists make, and respond make to point. disagreement violently. No, I, no, it's not necessarily on a college campus, although sometimes it is. And there have been right-wing riots on college campuses as well. When? But the point is that both sides... When? Are, I'm saying I'm not defending... I'm, I'm not... Let me finish, but I'm not defending <laughs> the behavior. I'm saying let's not pretend that only the left has violent forms of disagreement. That's simply inaccurate here. And I think what's even more troublesome... And I think what's even more... And I think what's even more... And I think what's even more... And I think what's even more, I think what's <laughs> I even, well, Ben, I'm, I'm not trying to avoid your questions as you keep interrupting, so I'm just right. going to get to my other point. So oh! the other thing that I think that I find troublesome I can't is answer you, so I'm going to get to my point. blaming this on the university. And I had another point, so we'll talk about that later. As if the institution is behind this. In fact, the institution has <clears throat> spoken out against it. Except, no, no, <laughs> maybe the protesters are just uh, uh, mediocre Negroes. Oh. And maybe that's May, part of the problem. Possible. That's possible. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Because he was the one that made that comment, wasn't it? The, the old mediocre Negro? Yeah. Uh, who was that with about regarding... That, that was regarding um, people like... Steve uh, Harvey? Steve yeah, Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey. Right. Yep, yeah. yeah. Mediocre Negro. Now, why did he all of a sudden start commentating? Well, he's a fast talker, but he's like some professor, I guess. What's his name again? Mark Lamont Hill. Let's see. Mark, 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 Mark. He's a professor of African-American studies at oh. Morehouse College. Like currently? Is he cur yeah. All right. So everyone's up in arms about Trump still and his thing. Here's a, a little article. Separating fact from myth regarding the immigration executive order. Shall we go through this? Yes, please. Or do we care? Yeah, we care, sort of. I care. <clears throat> There's a lot of confusion swirling about the events that had transpired this weekend as a result of Trump's executive order on immigration. Make no mistake, every word of Trump's executive order is in accordance with the statute. 
It's important not to conflate political arguments with legal arguments, as many liberals and far too many conservatives on social media are doing. While the timing and coordination of implementation, this impl implementing, implementing, sorry, this order might have been poorly planned. I, I think that's true. Uh, we shouldn't allow that to under allow that to undermine the broader need to defend our sovereignty. For courts to violate years worth of precedent and steal our sovereignty should concern everyone. What the order says. Okay. Among other things, the key provisions at the center of the existing controversy are, controversy are as follows. It shuts off the issuance of all new immigrant and non-immigrant visas for 90 days from the following seven volatile countries. Syria, Iraq, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen. Any non-citizen from those seven countries, and not all Muslim countries, is excluded from entering the country during this time period which usually means they won't be able to board a direct flight to America. After 30 days, the Secretary of State and Secretary of Homeland Security must submit a report to completely revamp the vetting process going forward. Within 60 days, countries will have to submit any information that the administration determines necessary pursuant to the findings of this report in order to adjudicate a visa application and ensure that they are properly vetted. Any country that fails to submit this information will not be able to send foreign nationals to our country. All the while, the ban can be extended and expanded at any time. In addition, the entire refugee resettlement program is suspended for four months. Pending a complete investigation of the program and a plan to restructure it and prioritize those who are truly in danger of religious persecution. After 120 days, the program will resume, but only for those countries Secretaries Kelly and Tillerson determine do not pose a threat. The program from Syria is completely suspended until the president personally gives the green light. With regards to refugees and those who seek to enter from the seven countries temporarily excluded, the order gave discretion to the State Department and DHS to admit individuals on a case-by-case -case basis for important reasons, even during the temporary moratorium. Statement for of principles on the right of a country to exclude non-citizens, those who want to immigrate. There is no affirmative right, constitutional or otherwise, to visit or settle in the United States, period. Based on the social contract, social compact, sovereignty, long-standing law of nation-states, governance by the consent of the governed, governed the plenary power of Congress over immigration, and 200 years of case law, our political branches of government have the power to exclude or invite any individual or classes or classes people of people for any reason on a temporary or even permanent basis without any involvement from the courts. Congress has already delegated this authority to the president to shut off any form of immigration at will at any time. Immigrants that are already here, those already admitted to this country with the consent of the citizenry have unalienable rights. They cannot be identified they cannot be indefinitely detained. However, they can be deported for any reason if they are not citizens. In Feng Yu Ting versus the U.S. in 1893, which is still settled law, the court ruled that Congress has the same plenary power to deport aliens for any reason as it does to exclude them and that the statutory procedures and conditions for doing so are due process. Congress has established the process for deportation of those already here. However, as long as a legal permanent resident leaves the country, he has no affirmative right 
to re-enter. Either way, they have absolutely no right to judicial review other than to ensure that statutes are properly followed. Do you know, if you invite somebody into your house and they leave, they have no right to come back into your house. Oh, yeah. So you say goodnight to them and shut the door? They yeah, can't shut just the come door. barge back in? No, they can't come barging oh, back in. At any, that would be trespassing. Huh. And you can revoke that at any time, and they have no constitutional right to come back in. And yet, why would it apply to our country? And I, I don't, you know, I, I really don't get... Um. I don't know why the average Democrat is outraged by this. I just don't get that. Uh, unless it's just the it's typical thing identity Trump pop. about, I think. Well, it? yeah. But then if you if you drill down deeper, is it just identity politics and the hierarchy of victimhood? Maybe. And so Maybe. lately Muslims are in a higher strata of victimhood than other people. Um, like I, <clears throat> I Muslims heard Muslims or Democrats. Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> I heard um, it was a Muslim. I can't remember what show it was on. Um, but this lady said she was talking about um, in Saudi Arabia, if you have a baby, you get eleven weeks paid. A maternity leave, and somebody brought up, and they you don't get that in America, supposedly. I think in some states you do. And uh, one of the people brought up, well, women can't drive, um, in Saudi Arabia, and she said, well, I wouldn't worry about not driving when you can get eleven weeks of of paid maternity wow. leave. So that's what. So that's the cost of your driving freedom. Yeah, or just second secondhand citizen freedom. Hmm. <clears throat> and it's it's just rationalization that doesn't have any basis. I mean, they can't. And again, you can't you can't you can't change your mind. You can't debate them because they believe stuff not based upon any thought out um, form of ethics, but it's just victimhood. That's it. So, the good thing about that is that that's not sustainable. It's got to fall apart. But then what is that going to look like? People running around burning stuff because Milo comes and talks to him? Yeah. Um, and, I no, mean, that's no, the not, possibility that, of him coming and talking. Or, yes. Because exactly. he's, a, he's a hate spewer. <laughs> he's a fat shamer. He's mean. But he's gay. It doesn't matter. He's a hater. Well, but he's gay. Hater. He's gay. That takes away one of the bad things. That's a positive. It's only one? So he had like three negatives so plus two gay. So now in total, it's a net two. <laughs> gross three, but net two it's, negatives. That's gross. <laughs> Let's gross both ways. Is it fake news to call this a Muslim ban? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're a Muslim and you live in Indonesia, you can come here. Mm-hmm. So that's not a Muslim ban. Nope. 
Is this a ban on Muslim immigration? No, it's a moratorium on immigration for reentries from seven individual countries and a temporary moratorium on refugees from all countries, subject to case-by-case exceptions. Why didn't Trump place restrictions on immigration visas from Saudi Arabia and other Muslim countries? Well, clearly because he has business to know. Uh, that's probably a good idea. But this was actually a judicious and cautious approach from Trump to start with low-hanging fruit. These seven countries are failed states and enemies of the U.S., there you go. So, As such, there is absolutely no way to share data with the host countries and properly vet them. Somalia has been one of the most trouble spots. The other countries are marred in Islamic civil wars. Moreover, these are the countries that existing law targets for travel restrictions and that Obama's own DHS listed. I think it's funny that when everyone brings up, well, these this is Obama's list that he started. Well, we call. He's no longer president. We can't. Like you can't go back. You own this, Trump. You own it. Really? I remember two thousand eight yeah. and nine and ten. And it was all Bush. And Eleven. Well, and twelve. And twelve. And Thirteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Hey, I think even Pelosi, now. Pelosi. Fifteen. Pelosi. Sixteen. Yeah. Bush. Bush did it. Oh, this, the the quagmire that he inherited. Mm. This terrible, terrible destruction that he got from the previous administration. Really? Why can't we say that now? Oh, because Obama is God. He's angelic. No, he's not. He's so much better. He's, he's just so. Or, he's an orator. He's more like a demigod. I think his mother was human and his dad was a deity. I think. I think that's technically a what Kenyan it was. A Kenyan deity. A Kenyan deity. So I didn't say that out loud. So he's a demigod. For those listening, not an actual. You know. He wears his hat backwards now, though. So that's special. It it is. It is. It it masks superpowers. <clears throat> it's like Superman and Clark Kent. Oh, really? Uh huh. So what? You're saying it's not racist much? Ooh, is this Home Alone song? No, this is the David Allen Show. Oh, hey. Oh, oh.
DavidAllenShow.com. Put your hair up. Hey. Huh? Hair up is from Trolls. Is that really? Justin Timberlake. Gwen Stefani. Hair up, money. That's what this is? You know what trolls are. Your hair's up. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> that, that one's for the children <laughs> here on the David Allen Show. So, ready? Buckle up. Uh, suicide rates by hanging, strangulation, and suffocation all rose starting 1999 from 2009. Almost equally rose along with U.S. spending on space, science, and technology. So there's almost a one-to-one correlation. Holy crap. So if we stop going to space, people stop people hanging stop on? hanging. Clearly they will, yeah. Wow. I mean, like straight the money spent... Um, as it went up, 1999, they spent about $18 billion on space science uh, and technology. About 5,500 suicides. By 2004, the spending was up to nearly $23 billion. Suicide rates, 7,500. Um, by 2009, uh. U.S. spending is up almost $30 billion. Suicide rates are around 9,000. Climbing right together. Not good. Wow. <laughs> Stop spending money on space. Wow. <laughs> Where's my bell? I lost my bell. Dang. Bing. I'll just have to do this every time. That'll work. That'll uh, work. Another one. Another correlation. This is, again, nearly consistent. Um, number of people who drown by falling into a pool. <laughs> I, I, can, I can figure out the linear regression coalition coefficient. <laughs> right, because I care. <laughs> um, correlation. Films that Nicolas Cage appeared in. <laughs> okay, so, what's the first one? So, the number of people who drowned by falling into a pool. Okay, now this correlation is probably more... Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, in 2001, uh, there were 100 drownings and two films. Okay. Uh, by 2000... Let's see, 2007, 120 drownings and there are four films. Okay. Is that it? 2009, um, the drownings went down, but the films went up. So I guess it kind of fell okay, apart at the end. Okay, that scatters it. Yeah, okay. it kind of fell apart at the end. Okay. Well, for those two. <laughs> Hold on. No, you got it? Are you, you actually running the math for this? Yeah, why isn't it working? Yes. Okay, it was 102, and then next two, and then it was 110? 120 and Under, four. Okay. Roughly. Yeah. Done. What is going on? Riveting radio. <laughs> I think the CDC should look into this. This next one's a biggie, though. Okay, I think I'll be able to do it this time. The next one, I've got more, much more data. 
across the board. Okay. Uh, there's something wrong with my linear regression. Okay, can you do this one now with, with more? What's the next one? <laughs> I think it needs more than two. Yeah, it's that, that, I'm sure that's what it cheese, is. Cheese, per capita cheese consumption. Okay. <laughs> and the number of people who died by becoming entangled in their bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the cheese? Uh, 29 pounds of cheese. This is the year 2000. Okay. There were uh, 340, no, 300 and, uh, 350 deaths by becoming entangled in your bed sheets. Okay. 2003. Yep. 30, about 31 pounds of cheese consumed. Holy cow. And about 450 deaths. Yep. And then what? 2007. No, no, six. 2006. 32 pounds of cheese consumed. 600 and about 50 deaths. Okay. No, no, that's, yeah, that's right. Yes. So 32 pounds and 650. Yeah. Okay. Then 2007, 33 pounds of cheese, 700 deaths. Did it? No, it dropped off. So, okay, in 09, there was about 32, and a, 32 pounds of cheese um, and about 500, no, about 700 deaths. Well, the correlation coefficient is about 0.935. Uh, a correlation of one means it's exact. So that's oh, point pretty nine. Cool. Point nine three five. Point nine three five. That's darn close to one. That is very close. Oh, but stop eating cheese, people. Yeah. If or <laughs> so stop the, sleeping in beds if you like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you can sleep in bed as long as you don't have sheets. Yeah. Or don't eat cheese first. Your hair. How do you kill yourself with a sheet? Uh. Uh. What? Well, uh, yeah. uh, a couple more. Oh. Uh, ooh. Oh man. Okay. Th- this one's pretty pretty straight up and down. Okay. Um divorce rate in Maine yep. correlated with the per capita consumption of margarine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the year 2000, <clears throat> divorce yep. rates in Maine were 4.95 per 1000. So, okay. a, yeah, so 4.95 per 1000. Uh the um Consumption of margarine was oh my goodness eight pounds, eight pounds of that's terrible. Yikes! Wow. Well, I, I get why you're divorced. Well, that's thirty two sticks of margarine. Margarine that's, is like petroleum. Yeah, it's like drinking oil. Yeah, but if people like do that, oil. yeah. Well, the actual grease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems like a lot. Okay. Anyways, four point nine and eight pounds. Two thousand and three. Yep. Four point four, four point four. So the okay of divorce rate per thousand. Yeah, and uh, five pounds. Okay, gross. Two thousand and five. Uh, four per one thousand in divorce rate, and four pounds of margarine. Two thousand and nine. 
three. Uh, I guess it's just about four again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, four four per one thousand, and three and a half pounds margarine. Okay. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Ooh. This correlation's a lot better. Last time it was point nine three. This one's point nine eight six. Wow. Oh. Okay. Th- this next one is. <clears throat> Okay, this one's just funny. We're not going to do stats on this one. Total okay. revenue generated by arcades. The next one, I want to do stats on another okay. one. <laughs> total, total revenue generated by arcades uh, correlated with the computer science doctorates awarded in the U.S. <laughs> um, one, in 2000, $1.25 billion was arcade revenue. There were about 800 degrees, like computer science doctorates awarded. Wow. By 2008, and it just walks right up with it, 2008, um, there were 1,787 degrees off given, and the arcade revenue went to $1.803 billion. Huh. Just right up. All together. Like In eight staggeringly years. Staggeringly together. Arcades. Arcade revenue and the computer science doctorates awarded. <laughs> Huh. Do you all think right. it's all those, all those foreigners coming for their? Then it should, dr- it should just stop right now. It should drop off. Yeah. Okay. Eight. This is the one you got. You, you yep. ready? Ready for the the the, the data? Yep. <clears throat> the age of Miss America, <laughs> and the murders by steam, hot vapors, and hot objects. <laughs> Are you steam colossus? In, tooth, in, in 1999, uh, the murders by steam were seven. Oh. How do you murder someone by steam? <laughs> Shove them in a train? What do you do? Yeah. Put them in a boiler? <laughs> lock, well, lock them in a uh, sauna or something? Oh, okay. And the age of, of Miss America was 24. Wow. Okay. 2000, uh, <laughs> same. So if this thing walks the same. <laughs> 2000, 2001, didn't change. Uh, 2002, three murders by steam, and the age of Miss America was 21. So for three years, Miss America was 24, and the murders by steam didn't change. She dropped in age to 21, murders went down to three. Got it. 2003, murders, (laughs) Miss America is 22, there are four steam murders. Okay. 2004. 21 again, there are three murders. This is looking... 2005, Miss America back up to 24. Murders by steam, eight. Okay. 2006, Miss America, 22 again. Murders by steam at four. This looks almost perfect. 2007, Miss America's 20. There were only two murders. By steam. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be close to one. <laughs> 2008. Miss America's 19. Three murders. Oh, that threw it all off. Oh. 2009. Miss America is 22. And only two murders. Oh, those last two threw it off. 22 was the last one? Yep. Okay. 
Uh, looks like... Huh, let me go back here. I'm going to have to do this different, a little different. You need those numbers again? Um, one second. Once again. Riveting, Riveting radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. Bernie shot somebody. And I'm spent. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm almost... Are you not entertained? Okay. I'm almost done here. Hello, mom. Talk. Talk. <laughs> Will you say something? Why do you do this to me? Yeah, we can cut this out anytime we want, right? People are going to have to hear this, right? <coughs> just, remember. just call it one. <laughs> Is it closer than point nine eight? No. So uh, that's why I had to redo it. Make sure. Done. Now try it. No. Correlation is less. Point 0.8. I think I think those those two two or three outliers just screwed oh, it, just it up for the rest it of up. them. It was so close otherwise, yeah. maybe. Yeah. How about I take out those outliers and see what happens? What do you think? <clears throat> I don't know. Do you have? Do you need them, or do you have them? I got them. Oh, here. all right. Go. Remove them all. Yeah, I'll just remove those two. Is that like some special like voodoo you have on that uh, device in your hand? It's a linear regression. <laughs> so yes. No, it's math. <laughs> uh huh. That used oh, to be okay. called magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if we would have taken out like the two or three, it would have been a point nine eight one. Oh. So, all right, pretty, pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. All right. Holy freaking crap, are you kidding me with this BS? It's called the separation of church and state for a reason, you ignoramus swear word. Apparently, you've never heard of it, so here's a little education that is without a doubt beyond your intelligence level. So, so grab a dictionary. This, who's this person talking to? Who do you think? Okay, me. Sorry.
The concept of separation of church and state was established in this thing called the First Amendment of the United States Constitution via the Bill of Rights. Quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free speech exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. It forbids the government from establishing an official religion, but also prohibits government actions that unduly favor one religion over another. It also prohibits the government from an unduly preferring religion over non-religion or non-religion over religion. Look it up! So... Mr. Trump. So he's saying... He, he's bringing this she, into the context... Well, of course. Um, bringing this up in the context of a Muslim ban? Is that why this person's complaining? President Donald Trump, this from Reuters, on Thursday vowed to free churches and other tax-exempt institutions of a 1954 U.S. law banning political activity, drawing fire from critics who accused him oh, yeah. of rewarding his evangelical Christian supporters and turning houses of worship into political machines. Now, I think every stinking Democrat that runs for president goes and talks at a big... Baptist, Black Baptist Church, don't they? I yeah. ain't no ways tired. <laughs> don't they? How is that not the same? It Do is they the same. all of a sudden like revoke their priest, their Here, nonprofit the status for all that? All the no. people that that have been threatened uh, against taking their their non uh, profit status away, none of them have gone and petitioned it in front of the Supreme Court. And many advisors would say this whole thing would be struck down if it went up against the Supreme Court. But the IRS won't do that because they know they lose. Yeah, yeah? because they know so they, they lose. they don't push it. Yes, exactly. Hmm. <clears throat> As Trump used a prayer breakfast to take aim at a long-standing statutory barrier between politics and religion called oh, the Johnson Amendment, civil liberties and gay rights groups expressed concern that he might consider an executive order to allow government agencies and businesses to deny services to gay people in the name of religious freedom. Trump did not reference such an order in his remarks, but he lambasted the Johnson Amendment, with, which prohibits ta tax-exempt organizations such as churches and other places of worship, charities, and educational institutions from directly and indirectly participating in any political campaign in favor or against a political candidate. How do the liberals get away with it then? I think... I think they get away with it the same way insurance companies get away with denying you. You get just because they accident. just say it because because the average person's going to go okay and walk away. <clears throat> I will get rid of quote. I will get rid of and totally destroy the Johnson Amendment and allow our representatives of faith to speak freely without fear of retribution. I will do that. Remember. Trump told U.S. politicians, religious leaders, and guests, including Jordan's King Abdullah, at the annual National Prayer Breakfast. White House spokesman Sean Spicer told reporters Trump wanted to find ways to make sure people were not penalized for following through on their religious beliefs. A draft executive order on, quote, religious freedom circulating among advocacy groups would allow government officials to deny marriage licenses to gay couples and let businesses withhold services from gay people. Okay, so as a private business, I am allowed. I don't serve the public in my business. So I am allowed to discriminate. No, I'm allowed to decide who I do business with. This is the same way that Target can put a sign on the door that says, no shoots, no, no shirt, no shoes, no, but, no shirt, no service. No, but if somebody comes in, does everybody who comes in that door, do you serve? No. Who asks for pictures taken? No. I tell people no regularly. However, 
but I have that that right as a private citizen. But I can determine the kind of work I want to do. But I can't with, be forced to do work I don't want to do. With the civil rights movement in the sixties, it became illegal for businesses to not serve uh say black people. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> and to me I think that the minute that happened I think it's more difficult to say that the government can't make you serve people because they did it in the 60s and um Supreme Court didn't say that that was unconstitutional. So I would think that you'd have a harder time standing on it in this legal system. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying potentially, but here's here here I think would be the difference. Uh I do an event a couple times a year in a town south of us. Okay. And there's a time during that day where we have a, it's basically everyone at the event comes through our line. Mm-hmm. Now, in that instance, I'm hired to be there by the corporation. I do my job there. If someone comes in that line, that is part of that, and I don't want to serve that person because they do something, I don't think I can do that. I see. Because they, I, I'm, they're, they're not the one hiring me. And I, yeah. I don't think I'm hurting myself either by doing that. Mm. I mean, we, there, were, there was a, a two female couple there. I, I don't care. Didn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. And so they were part of the same line. They jumped in. Who cares? But if that person came in for a specifically tailored product... I think that's where I could just adjust and not be available. Sure. My my question, you know, like the Christian baker mm-hmm. that came in there, wouldn't serve a... Um, wouldn't bake the cake. Wouldn't bake the cake. Mm-hmm. What if they baked the cake and did such a horrifically bad job? Then it's a hate crime. Would it be a hate crime? <laughs> You'd, well, they'd try. Or why... Oh, you tried to, tried to hurt us. What? Just forget the eggs or something? Well, I mean, couldn't they conceivably <laughs> say... Hey Tommy, yeah, I I know you're eight, and <laughs> we need you to make this cake. For but us. we need you to make this cake for <laughs> us. Make it look like this, and get it done in in the next hour, and uh, we'll pay you twenty bucks for it. And then show up with it and go. Ugh, help these days, it's hard. You know, on the day of the event, what are they gonna do? Because you provide well, because you gave them a product. Well, uh, I guess we'll we'll have to give her give you your money back. You know, hmm. I mean, because men do this all the time, right? Because the wife goes, "Hey, honey, go, go, uh, go, go, make a meal. I'm tired." You know, early on in the marriage, and you do such a horrible job that they never ask you to do it again. So, <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> now you tell me. No, you can't. <clears throat> What is the uh, Supreme Court's job? Uh, to interpret huh? the law. As written. Yeah. And that includes old law, new law, right? If it comes before them. Uh, I would... Th- okay. Can they just make changes to the law, like, willy-nilly? They can say it's unconstitutional. Can they change it? No, they shouldn't be able to change it. They can't. Right. So, in order for them to make a ruling, a, a case has to come to them, Right. 
Yes. They, they can't just decide, hey, yep. hey, guys, there's nine of us. Yeah. Let's get together. Let's screw this thing. They can't go trolling around okay. looking for something. Mm, that's what I thought. Democrats had a right to do it. Republicans have a right to well, do it. Well, here's what's interesting to me. Oh, about you. He can't. He can't. He can't. He no, here's why. Because if he is truly, if he truly believes in the Constitution, that's part of the Constitution now. And he cannot overturn it. I agree with you. He can't. So if that is, if he in fact is going to do the job he's supposed to do, and he believes in the Constitution. Because, you know, I heard he was a constitutionalist also. And I always am curious, because in the Constitution, you know, people always say women are not talked about. They don't talk about women. No. In the Constitution, talk about people, persons. But they do not talk about us, because we were considered furniture. Chartal. Mm -hmm. So where does that put us in the Constitution? What does What's that mean to us? So I always like to check, and I, I thought to myself, okay, he says he's a, a strict constitutionalist with its amendments, and he that's what he's about. So he can't touch, <coughs> according to himself, Roe v. Wade. But, you know, you kind of look and you think... What? Who's he? Gorsuch. One of nine. <laughs> If he truly believes in the Constitution, he can't rule against abortion because it's it is part of the Constitution now. Roe v. Wade is part of the Constitution. Is that what she said? That's what she yeah. said. <laughs> Quote: It is part of the Constitution now, and he can't overturn it. If he loves the Constitution so much, that's part of the Constitution. No, idiot. The Constitution is it hasn't been amended for how many years? When was the last time we had a constitutional amendment? Um. That would have Prohibition? Been. No, I think... Was it change... Wasn't there a constitutional amendment that changed the age that you can vote? Like 21 to 18 or something like that? In the 70s? Um, well, let's see here. <sighs> Which amendment was the most recent one 27th. to be passed? <laughs> it prohibits any law that increases or decreases the salary of members of conference of Congress from taking an effect until the start of the next set of terms of office for representatives. When was it in, in, enacted? Um, where is no, that can't. Uh, 90s? No way. Yeah. The last state of the 38th state was May of 92. Yeah, I had no idea. Let's see. 26. That's in the 70s, prohibits the denial of the right of U.S. citizens 18 years of age or older to vote on account of age. Is the 27th, does that have to do with the flag? No, the 27th was delays laws affecting congressional salary. Mm, okay. <clears throat> 25th, addresses succession to the presidency and establishes procedures both for filling a vacancy in the office of the vice president as well as responding to presidential disabilities. 24th, prohibits re revocation of voting rights due to non-payment of a poll tax. So civil rights, you didn't have to pay a tax in order to vote. 
23rd grants a district Columbia electors in the electoral college. 22nd limits the number of times that a person can be elected a president. Is, oh, what is that? Is it just two? Yeah, two. And can you ever come back for another third at some point, as long as you've set out? Uh, it's this. Person cannot be elected president more than twice, and a person who has served more than two years of a term to which someone okay. else was elected cannot be elected more than once. So you can't go for a third later on. You can't on go more line. than eight years. Uh, of 11,372 proposed amendments to this U.S. Constitution. But proposed by who? Well, by Congress. Only 27 have been approved and ratified by the states. Yeah. So, uh, w- which, which one is the yeah, Which one was Roe v. Wade? Which amendment is that? Um. Oh, was that the 20th? No. 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 That was the 11th. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it was a yeah. point. I knew it was a subsection. Yep. The 11th. So, Whoopi 11th. Goldberg. Now, again, this is the view. The view. Where, unfortunately, the liberal housewives get their news from. <clears throat> so they get, they're going to see this, and it's Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. I have a question about The View. And they're going to believe, oh, it's in the Constitution, law. Have you watched a full no, episode? No. no it's, I, I, maybe not ever. I don't know that. Maybe not ever. Has there ever been a heterosexual male that has watched the entire an entire episode? So are you mean and remained that heterosexual? <laughs> yeah. No. I, no. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well there are. I'm just wondering research, do they only speak politics or do they talk about cookies and fashion? Now boy, that's stereotypical. Yep. So do they talk only about Politics, or do they talk about boys and cookies <laughs> and fashion? <laughs> well, it can't be boys all the time because Raven is a lesbian. So is she? Yeah. Or what are you just is looking the, at her hair? What's the correlation between the view viewership and male <laughs> we need suicide? <laughs> okay, I no, got it out. No, okay, no. you got a list. <laughs> what the trans- I want to get a one point or a point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Poor alcohol consumption. <laughs> I just like, um, I just like Tucker. Tucker Carlson's fun. So you believe there is no debate at all? Hi, come on. About the, the legality of the president's orders. No. He is and- talking to Stephen Miller, who was um, the fall guy. Apparently, he worked, he's an undersecretary to Steve Bannon. And he's the fall guy, I guess. He's the one that... Um, he fell? Well, he's the one that is getting kind of... Oh, he's the one that screwed up about the green card situation. And it, anyway. To put it bluntly, no citizen of a foreign land seeking entry into this country has a constitutional right to demand entry. Could you imagine what would happen if any court in this land conferred onto a foreign national a constitutional right to entrance into America and all the benefits that provides... That would mean that every single person denied a visa today, tomorrow, a year from now, yes. could file a claim for injury because they were denied the benefits of living in America, whether it be the tax benefits, the employment benefits, the welfare benefits, the entitlement benefits, and they could sue for damages for all the benefits they lost because they couldn't come to America. Right. We would be getting sued oh forever goodness. by everyone everywhere. 
So when you turn on the TV and you hear Senator Schumer or you hear Senator Warren suggesting this is a constitutional deprivation for foreign nationals in foreign countries, understand that is the implication of what they're saying. Huh. So maybe Elizabeth Warren is an idiot. She's not an attorney, is she? Is she a law professor, though? She's a Native American. I just spoke <laughs> Pocahontas, I forgot. <laughs> My Let's family see. tradition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a professor of law, so she should know better. Well, but she's also, I was going to say bigoted. Um, she's also um, partisan. Right? Well, of course she is. Oh, yeah. But she's not making an ignorant statement. Meaning, it's just wrong. Oh. Meaning, like, Whoopi's making a, an ignorant statement. Yes, yes. She's just dumb. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Well, well, possibly. Well, I'd bet some money on it. That she's what? Maybe not well-versed in legalities. Huh. Which does not take anything away from her as an actress or a comedian. Oh, no. Not quick, no. She's a good liar. Good actress. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com Pretty good. He, he, he's pretty good. Was what good? He was pretty good. De- definitely pretty good. Looking back in front of me, the mirror. 
President Donald Trump wasn't happy. Sitting behind his desk in the Oval Office, he looked at the top aides assembled around him and said, This has got to go better. Or this has to go better. As they spoke last weekend, protesters were mushrooming. Protests were mushrooming at airports around the country, prompted by travel restrictions imposed by executive order on seven Muslim-majority countries deemed to pose terrorist threats. The temporary ban had morphed into a public relations debacle. Lawmakers were blindsided. Government agencies puzzled over its meaning. Travelers were plucked from lines as they were boarding airplanes. In the weekend meetings and another one on Monday, January 30, Mr. Trump sought to avoid a similar misstep by clarifying the roles of senior staff members who have been jockeying for positions since Election Day. Wright's Priebus was chief of staff, and aides shouldn't circumvent him. Mr. Trump told his staff Steve Bannon was chief strategist and shouldn't veer too far into foreign policy. Senior advisor Kellyanne Conway, his campaign manager, would shift her focus to communications. Mr. Trump's first week in office stunned Washington with a torrent of meetings and executive orders aimed at delivering on his campaign promises, including one intended to set in motion construction of a barrier on the border (gasps) with Mexico. Some Republicans he, he will need to pass legislation. He will need to pass legislation were infuriated, though, when their offices were inundated with constituent queries and complaints about the rush travel order. His newly minted Homeland Security Secretary went before media cameras to give reassurance that the travel restrictions would be implemented with compliance in several weeks with several weekend federal court orders that blunted its impact. A more subdued White House had its best day Tuesday when it largely abandoned Mr. Trump's flamboyant style and held a staid ceremony to announce his nominee for the Supreme Court. There's been a chastening, one official said. How much of the first two weeks' tumult was strategic and how much was a result of infighting, inexperience, or simple disorganization is hard to pinpoint. This account, based on interviews with White House officials, lawmakers, federal officials, people close to the White House, and others who have met with the president in his time in office, shows Mr. Trump has work to do before his White House is running at peak performance. It shows, too, that while he might try to impose more discipline among his staff, his own freewheeling style drives some of the turmoil. A look inside the White House by the Wall Street Journal, everybody. They use the terms con- uh, constituent query and tumult. <laughs> I just thought that was strange. Everything's better with Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Do you know that? Do you know that there are four constitutional amendments that are still pending? You mean pending ratification by yep. the states? What are they? The first one has been pending since September of 1789. It's called the Congressional Apportionment Amendment, would strictly regulate the size of congressional districts for the House of Representatives. Second one has been pending since May of 1810. It's a Titles of Nobility Amendment, which strips citizenship from any United States citizen who accepts a title of nobility from a foreign country. Ooh. 
the third one, <clears throat> it's a moot point now, but it's called the Corwin Amendment. Steve Corwin, oh. Would make the state's domestic institutions, specifically slavery, impervious to the constitutional amendment procedures established in Article 5 and immune to a, a, abolition or interference from Congress. So basically it would make it... Um, uh, all the states that had slavery, they would be immune from anybody coming in and saying slavery uh, would have to be done away with. So this passed Congress, but never made it onto the state ballots? Yeah, because a uh, so little, the, little the, thing called the Civil War happened after this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, like, the state legislatures have to put it on their ballot, right? Don't they have to vote to put it on the ballot? Mm-hmm. So the national, in order the for U.S. To pass, government, in order right. to, but the U and then two thirds of those states have to, yeah, say yes, yeah. But by the U.S. Congress passing it, does it auto, by default put it on the at the state level, like on the ballot, or does it then give it to the state legislatures to I, then I believe decide it, if yeah. it go, to vote to whether it goes? Yep, I believe it gives it mm. to them. I think once they start ratifying it, they have a certain amount of time because the Equal Rights, equal rights Amendment... Equal Lights, I like that better. <laughs> the initial ratification period ended in March 22, 1979, and there was an extension of three years, and the amendment failed. So when they start voting on it, that's when it um, fails. But like the last one was the Child Labor Amendment would empower the federal government to limit, regulate, and prohibit child labor that's been pending since June of 1924 wow yeah huh well that's neat that's it is is that something or what it's something would you look at that would you look at it just just look at it yeah yeah Yeah. Hey, uh, what year was the amendment prohibiting the manufacture or sale of, of alcohol within the United States? What year did that happen? I don't know. You know? Was this prohibition? Yeah, prohibition. When did that start? Oh, 40s, 30s. You'd say the 30s? Mm-hmm. Started in 1919. Really? Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Did 20... it go 12 years. What's that? Did it go 12 years? Uh, before it was repealed? Yeah. Longer. Oh. It went 14 years. 33. When did the war... 46? World War One ended when? Oh, uh, 1917 for us. Yeah. And so then when was abolition put in? 1919. Oh, so hey, all, all these, all these drunken sailors, drunk, drunk warriors coming back. Well, it was submitted for ratification in 1917. But they had a war to end? Yeah. And a little over <laughs> a year later. That. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. We all know this guy, right? If your car were headed for a cliff, first thing is take your foot off the accelerator. No. How you can help stop climate I'm going change. I'm the science guy. 
Oh, not this guy. Everybody, oh. the science of climate change is settled. Settled? The science is real. We have a real small cadre of climate settled. change deniers. If this person cadre. doesn't have been common sense not jobs. to wear a bow tie, Introducing I don't know what the to idea say. That I'm not going to listen to anything else. Something like plus or minus 2% is the same as plus or minus 100%. About doubt about the whole thing. The climate is changing whether you are progressive or conservative. This is not red or blue. This is happening to everybody. So you, what do you want to do about climate change? I understand it's very reasonable. You could run in circle screen. Generally, it's not especially effective. There is so much extra carbon dioxide put in the air so quickly that a certain amount of climate change is baked in, pun intended. However, the sooner we get to work on addressing these issues, the better life's going to be for everybody. Hang on, look up uh, an inconvenient truth. Tell me the, the year that came out. We got to work the problem from both ends. We have to do more with less, be less inefficient, and we have to produce electricity renewably. There is enough. 2006. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. What was the theme behind that movie? The synopsis. Holy crap, we're all going to die. If we don't change tomorrow or today, we're dead, right? Yeah. Okay. He just said, well, now we need to start doing something. Falling in North America. Just now? Yeah. And now, now we, need, we should start doing something. Right now, if you just Not, don't, don't change. We're just going to let our foot off the gas. If your car is going toward a cliff, you just pull your foot off the glass. Just decided to do it. If you just decided to revolutionize the infrastructure, the way we distribute electricity. What we want to do, by the way, is electrify all ground transportation. Lightning. We want all buses, trucks, trains, and cars to be electric. Can I just talk briefly then? Yes, about regulation. <gasps> regulation. <gasps> if we had a tax on carbon, this would enable the free market to address climate change. If you make extra carbon, you pay more fee. If you reduce your carbon, you pay less fee. So here's what I say to those of you who think it just can't possibly be done. Oh, we just can't solve this global problem. Is oh, he just looking in the mirror? Things or looking in the, <laughs> the camera, I mean? For two yeah. and a half centuries. I'm like acting. I He's just an actor. Bring myself. Okay, here's what I say. Individuals can do a lot. The big thing you can do as an individual is vote. Vote. You have to vote with the environment in mind. This is not like, oh, I don't know. We can do this, people. We have historic precedent. You can't leave the Earth. I know there's some romantic notion that you'll go live on Mars. No, no. You can't go live on Mars. This is it. This is where we're going to live, here on the Earth. We're all in this together. So let's go, people. We can do this. Um, it's an interesting new tactic he's taken. I, it's interesting to me too. How much carbon do you create by not voting? <laughs> uh, and it's not carbon; it's carbon dioxide. dioxide. Right, but no, carbon sounds bad and evil. You know that stuff that gets inside your chimney when you burn a fire? That's carbon. Oh, no, that's not what we're talking about. Um, and what what's his um, claim to knowledge 
about this sort of thing? I mean, television. He's got a bow tie and he's Bill Nye the Science Guy. What did he? Um, that, well, no, okay. He was. What a, is his? What is was his it the academic? 90s? Do, we don't. His academic. David, it doesn't matter. His academic. He wears a bow tie. What more do you need? Um, so obvious. Okay, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so. And I'm spent. <laughs> Oh, here it is. He's a mechanical engineer. Oh, yes. He's got a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. And he's a great actor. What kind of? In no. a sense. No. No, no. <laughs> Did I use no. the word great yep. incorrectly? Yep. In a sense, there is no such thing as climate change denial. No one denies that climate, ch- climate changes. That's an excellent point. In fact, the most common climate myth is the argument that past climate change is evidence that current global warming is also natural. Then, what is being denied? Quite simply, the scientific consensus that humans are disrupting the climate. The more appropriate term would be a consensus denial. There are two aspects to scientific consensus. Most importantly, you need a consensus of evidence. Where's my dinger? Many different measurements pointing to a single consistent conclusion. As the evidence piles up, you inevitably end with near unanimous agreement among actively researching scientists or a consensus of scientists. A number of surveys of the climate science community since the early 1990s have measured the level of scientific consensus that humans were causing global warming. 90%. 93%. 97%. Over time, 99%. The percentage of climate scientists agreeing with human that humans are causing global warming has steadily increased. As the body of evidence grows, the consensus is getting stronger. Two recent studies adopting different approaches have arrived at strikingly consistent results. A survey of over 3,000 Earth scientists found that as the climate expertise increased, so did agreement about human-caused global warming. The climate scientists actively publishing climate research, 79 scientists in total, there were 97% agreement. So the 97% number came out of 79 scientists. Out of 3,000. Yes. Okay. This result was confirmed in a separate analysis, compiling a list of scientists who had made public declarations on climate change, both supporting and rejecting the consensus. So, 97% of the 2.6% of scientists <laughs> yep. believe in climate change. Yep. Okay. Th- now that's moved to 99% of all scientists in the world. Okay. <clears throat> but, well, it, but okay. Just, just wondering. Can you fact check that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While individual oh. scientists have their personal views on climate change, they must back up their opinions with evidence-based research that withstands the scrutiny of the peer-reviewed process. The analysis of peer-reviewed climate papers published from 1993 and 2003 found that out of two, 928 papers, none rejected the consensus. Despite these and many other indicators of consensus... I could go on. There are, is a gaping chasm between reality and the perceived consensus among the general public. Polls from 97 to 2007 found that among 60% of Americans believe there is significant disagreement among scientists about whether global warming was happening. A 2012 Pew poll found less than half of Americans thought that scientists agreed humans were causing global warming. 
the gap between perception and reality has real-world consequences. People who believe that scientists disagree on global warming show less support for climate policy. Consequently, a key strategy of opponents of climate action for over 20 years has been to cast doubt on the scientific consensus and maintain the consensus gap. How have they achieved this? Hang around and you'll witness firsthand the attack on consensus in the comment threads of this article. The techniques of consensus denial are easily identifiable. In fact, if one rejects an overwhelming scientific consensus, it's inevitable that they end up exhibiting some of the following characteristics. Expect to see reference to dissenting non-experts who appear to be highly qualified while not having published an actual climate research. Fake expert campaigns are launched with disturbing regularity. Recently, a group of NASA retirees issued a press release rejecting the consensus. While possessing no actual climate expertise, they evidently hoped to cash in on the NASA brand. Can, can I say one thing about peer-reviewed um, papers? Mm -hmm. You, in order to get peer-reviewed, you... Um, you pay, isn't it money? Well, it's not just that. There is there is extreme peer pressure against anybody saying anything opposite. Ah, right. So there's negative peer pressure that can end up in you losing tenure if you're a professor. Mm. Like there was a well-known astronomer in Iowa State University who wrote a book called The Privileged Planet. He believes in intelligent design. <clears throat> he wrote a very compelling book talking about how our place in the universe is just perfect. It's a perfect place in the universe for us to see the rest of the universe. And he gave evidence for intelligent design. He was denied tenure um, and, and lost his job. The party line. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So if you were to file research, if you were to do research that's against it, you might not get funded. And if you wrote a paper... Um, you might lose your ten might not get tenure if you're hmm. not there long enough. So it, for many, it's prohibitive to actually move in that direction. So to say that they are just looking for the truth is hogwash. They have an agenda, but I just want to say that. Go ahead, keep talking. Conspiracy theorists are also immune to new evidence. When climate scientists were accused of falsifying data, nine independent investigations by universities and governments in two countries found no evidence of wrongdoing, how did conspiracy theorists react? By claiming that each investigation was a whitewash and part of the conspiracy. With each new claim of whitewash, the conspiracy grew larger, encompassing more universities and governments. A key element to meaningful climate action is closing this consensus gap. This means identifying and rebutting the many rhetorical techniques employed to deny the scientific consensus. How about scientific evidence? No, we just like to agree. Yeah. That's all. I'm with him. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we don't need that. Here's something I've never heard before. Maybe you guys have. When someone asks a question about man-made global warming, uh, I want some evidence. 
have you ever heard evidence, whether it's crazy or not? <clears throat> it seemed like all I ever hear is they just get shouted down. No, 90, 99% of people agree. Mm-hmm. The evidence is consensus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But science isn't driven by consensus. It's driven by evidence. I know, but that's because the folks... Is there no evidence? They don't understand the evidence. The folks are just not quite smart enough. <laughs> you dumb folks. They're not intelligent. Well, enough. but but what the... Like, this is um, sleight of hand because they talk about climate change and every scientist believes in climate change, like your point. Mm -hmm. The question is not climate change. The question is, is it man-made? And that's a whole different... You have to use correlations and things like that. Um you have to take everything into consideration, and our ecosystem, our system here and in the universe is so complex. How in the world are you going to definitively say that man warmed the planet? I mean, there's no possible way that you could definitively say that. Denier. Yeah. Climate denier. You're a climate. You, <laughs> there you, you are go. Anti there you science. go. You're what, a what, you don't believe in the client? In the client. Yes. <laughs> you don't. Are you a Christian? Yes? Yes. Oh, there you go. That explains it. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show. Here in a while. Uh, episode 48. No? 48? 48. Um, com. It's, uh, it's, holy cow, it's February 2000. Can you believe it? And 48. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Hey, that's coming up. 52 is coming up. Yeah. We're going to have to... Do oh, something. one year, our one year anniversary. Wow. Coming up, DavidAllenShow.com. Family Feud? Oh, kind of. 
not religiously by any means. I used to. I used to watch it with uh, Richard Dawson. He, okay. he was popular because of uh, Hogan's Heroes. You remember ah. Hogan's Heroes? No. No. Well. Heard of it. Yeah, that was an... Uh, yeah. Anyways, do you know who's running Family Feud now? Yeah, Steve Harvey. The, yeah. The mediocre Negro. Yeah, one of the According mediocre Negro. to Mark Negro. Hill, yeah. by the way. Caveat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I just saw this. I was... I hadn't heard anything about this, but he's reportedly looking to hire a crisis manager what? after a series of scandals. This is this is the Onion. Nope, it's Fox News. So some might call it the Onion. <laughs> um, and I'm like, wow, what did he do? Was it affair? What do you think? I mean, I thought, oh man, I thought he was a um, good guy. He, uh, uh, let's see. Black comedian. Did he drug some girls? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was looking for something, but as I as I was getting close, I was yeah, like, no, no I word. can't say that. No. Um. <clears throat> well, he admitted he made a mistake when commenting on his talk show that black and white women do not find Asian men appealing. And then he that's al- scandal. He also, though, I mean, that's just part of it. He also came under fire for his surprising meeting with then President-elect Donald Trump. Um, is that where Hill called him mediocre? Yeah. Well, and he tweeted out this about his meeting uh, with Donald Trump. Um, our President Obama asked that all of us sit down and talk to one another in order to move our country forward. The transition teams on both sides asked me to meet, and I'm glad. I found him, meaning Trump, and this is Steve Harvey talking, I found him in our meeting both congenial and sincere. Trump wants to help with the situations in the inner cities, so he immediately got Dr. Ben Carson, another black man, on the phone to put us together. I mean, albeit mediocre, but nevertheless, another black man, on the phone to put us together to begin dialogue and looking at programs and housing to help our inner cities, and he's very open to my mentoring efforts across the country. I walked away feeling like I had just talked with a man who genuine, genuinely wants to make a difference in this area. I feel like something really great could come out of this. I could sit down with him at any time. And because of these horrific crises that might completely derail his career he's looking for a crisis manager to help manage these scandals okay uh, in a life that you david used to have mm-hmm. emergency management was a big key yeah yeah so are you gonna apply this is I emergency should. i should come on you're in huh I, i'll be a reference wow okay Okay. Maybe I will. <sighs> do you do you want to know Crisis. I I might do it. Thank you. <laughs> it's the beginning of a new era. It's the era of David. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Can you believe it? Can you be- I can't even This is The shocking thing is that they're not actually the hypocrisy is 
breathtaking. I think this is just and this is straight up real, right? And this is straight up real. And he's a, he's a black man who had the gall to talk to the president. Pig. He had the gall. And he's a comedian. He's a stand-up comedian. So he made a joke about black and white women regarding that they don't find Asian men attractive. And because of, and Asians, they're not on the hierarchy of victimhood. They're so I don't even get it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, other than being horrible That's drivers. That's a stereotype in itself, you people. <clears throat> yeah. So, so the only reason there's a scandal here is because he met with, with Trump and he didn't immediately, like, um, you know, kind of bum rush him and tried to take him out and the Secret Service didn't tackle him and, uh, or he didn't immediately come out and insult him. Neither did Kanye, though. Didn't Kanye West go meet with him? Too? Yeah, but Kanye's crazy. <laughs> so you never know. So you can just say it's the bipolar. He didn't take his lithium that day, and that's what happened, baby. You know? <clears throat> but Steve Harvey. Yeah. Speaking of <clears throat> straight-up news, New York, a missing nine-year-old vegan child, Hunter Morgan, has still not been recovered, according to investigators despite his family posting his photo on the packaging of their favorite dairy alternatives since his disappearance. <laughs> uh, the Morgan family has faced a barrage of criticism within the year, with many suggesting they should have taken more serious measures to find their child, despite the negative outcry the grieving family defend, defended their methods. Quote, A missing child on a milk carton is iconic, and Silk is an amazing company. We are so happy to partner with them, said Julie Morgan, Hunter's mother. You can use it in cereal for baking. It's even a rich option to dip your Oreos into. Did you know that Oreos are vegan? Our Hunter loved Oreos with a tall glass of silk. These criticisms are born out of ignorance, added Paul Morgan, Hunter's father. Plant-based milk has just as much calcium and protein as cow's milk out there. And I can hardly taste the difference. Plus, you aren't drinking something saturated with hormones. We aren't cows. We, why would we drink their milk? And why would we want our children on its carton? It just perpetuates cow milk acceptance. Mr. and Mrs. Morgan remain optimistic about the mainstream acceptance of silk and other dairy alternatives as well as finding their child. The Morgans have been working closely with private investigator Jared Long, who specializes in missing person cases. Quote, the Morgans are very passionate people, Long said. It's clear they want to get the word out about living a healthy, productive, vegan lifestyle. Oh, and they by also, the way, their kid is missing. <laughs> they also want to find Hunter. Although, to be honest, they've got kind of a mixed message going, he said. When Hunter went missing, the Morgans immediately petitioned Silk to post their son's photo on, on their products. Silk was more than happy to partner with the aggrieved family. Quote, at Silk, family comes first. And when we heard a young vegan was kidnapped, we were very excited to do our part to help find him. The Silk spokesperson, Tanya Livingston, said, Sure, Hunter may never be found, but you know who else wasn't found? Johnny Gosh. It's time vegans got that kind of exposure. The Morgan's family's next step include the Amber Alert for Waldorf-educated children made from coniferous tree sap and sent by U.S. Postal Service. You know, I don't know if you knew this. I used to uh, 
I used to eat vegan, actually. Vegans? Well, I mean, there's there's positive negatives to it. Usually they don't have enough energy, so they're easy, easy to catch, but the meat is really stringy. And um, so eventually it was just hard to digest. So <laughs> Nice. That is crazy. That, 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 that story posted today, February that, 4. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Why would you talk about veganism when your child is missing? That's not true. Are you sure? Is it not true? I hope so. It can't be. It's not. Is it? Are you kidding me? Come on, it's real news here on the David Allen Show. <laughs> is it? No. It's from, it's from the hardtimes.net. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but the thing is... See, I know, you don't know anymore. Yeah, know. Right. This stuff could be real. Here, Did you say vegan meat is stringy? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'll have a bite of that. <laughs> Lombard, Illinois. <coughs> Panic and confusion set in at the AutoZone off Main Street on Wednesday when the entire staff, also known as the metal band Skeleton Crevice, what? asked for the same Friday night off for an upcoming gig. Uh, headline, the entire staff of a local auto zone in the same metal band needs Friday off. Quote, I used to be the only member of Skettle Cre- Crevice, Crevasse, I believe, working here, said Tommy Darby, bassist and store manager. But this one dude quit, so I got Nate Turner, frontman, assistant manager, a job here, and then I promoted him. And then I was promoted, so I ousted some bad eggs and brought on Greg Marsh, our guitarist and lead sales associate, and Reese... Uh, who's the guitarist and lead sales associate. And then when Angel, um, the drummer and manager, uh, lost her job at Dairy Queen, I brought her on too. So I guess I didn't think things through. The five-piece thrash metal outfit all thought working at the same store would be a benefit, believing they could workshop ideas while stocking motor oil. At one point, they even set up a small practice space behind the battery wall. Uh, we usually cover for one another if someone is, like, hungover or something, said Whitfield. <laughs> but we all have to be at the show. Uh, technically, I turned in my request form first, um, so I sure as heck ain't gonna be the one to stay behind. One witness confirmed Turner unsuccessfully tried to negotiate with Marsh. <laughs> I, I can't keep going. <laughs> I'm so promising. Oh, hey, tomorrow... Tomorrow ah. is February 5, also known as Groundhog. No, I'm sorry. The most expensive day in advertising for network television. Oh. Or, or the Super Bowl. Oh. The North American version of football. Can I, can I ask a question? Yes. And I'm being legitimate. I know that the New England Patriots are are playing in it. Who are they playing against? I don't have a clue. Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. 
See, I'm That's proud true. of the fact that I... The only reason I knew that the Patriots were in it is because Brady's pitcher was on Drudge Report. So, who's going to win? Brady, uh, New, uh, uh, New England. Peanut Gallery, who's going to win? Patriots. Why? Because I hate them. <laughs> well, there's, there's talk that they'll lose drastically. Because Tom Brady and Belichick are friends and whatever with the press. Trump. Big So like karma is going to come in and destroy them? What's the con- controversy? Con- controversy? He had, uh, Tom Brady has a, it was discovered he had a, a red oh, Make yes. America great hat oh, in his no, not locker. That. And you know that can't be any good. I think I think he would be beloved if he said, "Yeah, I did," and then start. I mean, if I was him, I'd start wearing it everywhere. This from the football motivation playlist. Just motivate you right here. That's a dirge. Okay, this uh, trigger warning. It's explicit. Bombs away, uh, featuring Morgan Freeman. As the war between light and darkness continues, heroes and villains become harder to identify. Kindred spirits separated at birth, fighting for their place in time to be solidified. The clock ticks faster and faster while time runs the marathon in this Babylon. But see, the end is only the beginning. The beginning of the calm before the storm. I used to dream of success. Now success is inadequate. It seems the bigger I get, the more they get mad at me. Cause it ain't no rules inside this fight that we battling and it ain't no leftover scraps. You only eat if you capture it. And I swear it's like a fucked up reality. But creation needs a devil. The devil needs an advocate, I guess. And I ain't too big on duality, but you think you know me? You ain't seen the half of me. So fly, no gravity. So hot, bound And the show must go on, yes. This is motivating right here. And they don't make a Who is this? It's called Bob. B-O-B. Not Bob. B-O-B. B-Dot. Who's, O-dot. The, who's the rapper? Yeah. B-Dot. O-Dot. B-Dot. Oh, Bob. B-O-B. Was that? Are you twitching? So, Nelly is on the list. Of what? Uh, the football motivation. What about this? Is this is this, is this a rap? No. No, yeah. No. Machine Gun Kelly. Who is this? Machine Gun Kelly. I thought they were dead. They will be in a minute. Like 80 years ago. As my world turns, the heartbeat. Not only in my chest, but the heart in the street. So when they feel this, they feel me. Okay, so, all right, so we have one song so far. I'm down quite a bit in this list that uh, is not rap. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly. That's actually the name of the rapper. <laughs> Did you think I was pulling your leg? Yeah. No, it was the gangster. 
<laughs> that that's why I said I thought he died in the thirties. <clears throat> oh. Okay, this is more motivating than what? The last song? During the AFC Championship win over the Chargers, Patriots quarterback Tom Brady was spotted wearing a protective boot on his right foot and limping outside girlfriend Giselle Boonton's apartment in Manhattan. Well, they're not married. The record-setting quarterback downplayed the injury and laughed at a report that a Giants player predicted the Pats would only score 17 points in the game. Well, we know how that works out. In one of the most memorable halftime performances of all time, Janet Jackson covers her chest. Ah. After Justin Timberlake yeah. disrobed her on national television. Did you see that live? Yep. I did too. I didn't. Well, see why you maybe should get into sports. About two minutes after it happened, one of the guys where we were, his wife called, Did you see that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, honey, but I didn't look. Okay, so here's a quality music. Explicit again. Turn up. Trigger warning. Turn up. This DJ Khaled, Lil Wayne, a TI, and Future. The only group that I know of in the actual music scene, like talented musicians, is Crosby, Steals, Nash, and Young, right? When you have multiple p- good people, theoretically. 
Like you don't have like the Eagles and Queen together. They got this song. They're they're coming together. The Eagles, Queen, and Kansas. You don't have that, right? Right. No, you're right. But they're you know their genre is a little different. You know, with who? Right. But the point is, all these rappers they get together and they have these hits because there's seven of them. Well, this is a hit. No, I get your point though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because like with Metallica the Eagles, they have together. like eight people, and Kansas had five, and whatever. So it's hard. But e- but even someone like uh, let's go country, Trisha Yearwood, you don't see very often. Like a super group, Trisha Yearwood and Kelly Clarkson together. No, it doesn't happen. No. For I'd, for a a song like I, I bring in my buddy Kelly Clarkson and Don Dolly Parton, we're coming together for this song. It just doesn't really happen very often. Well, plus, Kelly Clarkson, she's not a country. Female Western dogs and bottles is what he's saying. Female dogs and bottles. I couldn't understand. I thought it was, I don't know. No, I'm not going to say it, but I thought. I, okay. Do you get, I don't no. get the, the appeal. I mean, sometimes, you know, some, but that? Yeah. It might not like this all the time. I mean, can you met? Well, then I'd be Bob Dylan, I guess. <laughs> Went down to the crossroads, but uh, for the rest of us. <laughs> yes. That's right. But see, it's all okay if they can talk like this and then yes, our kids indeed. listen to it. The future of our society is listen to this crap. Okay, nice. I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I really am.
Catch you outside? What does that mean? Catch me outside? How about that? It's like a schizophrenic got a hold of a recording <laughs> studio or something. Who's this? <laughs> this is a, a, a remix on the YouTube of an unfortunate. I don't know. This is why daytime television sucks so bad. Doctor Phil. Place, were you going up? Yeah. Do you love your mother? Yes. Okay, I go. This chick's thirteen. Her name's Danielle. She's on Dr. Phil. She accused, accused by her mother of stealing cars and framing her for a false drug charge. A 13-year-old kid. The water works. Do you want her to be happy? Yes. Where is your father in all this? I don't know. Do you know him? Yeah. When was the last time you saw him? I don't remember. Does he have another family? Did you ask to meet that family? I don't even need to. I don't want to, and I don't need to. Have you been hurt along the way? Has somebody in your life hurt you? Has somebody in your life taken advantage of you, done something to you that you couldn't fight nope. back? Nope. Is that exactly how you act with the therapist? You don't talk. Nope. Your attitude and behavior is very clearly a get them before they get me attitude. It's like if I'm the baddest bitch on the street, if I go through life like this with my hands up, it's like I can't get hurt because I'm prepared to hurt them first. I'm prepared to always be on defense. I'm prepared to always be tough. And that way I don't get hurt. If I don't care, I don't get hurt. If I don't admit I care, then I don't have to admit to being hurt. So I just, you know, anger and hostility is just a way to hide hurt, fear, and frustration. I tell you what I think is, I think somewhere along the line she's been really hurt, and then you get cancer, not once but twice. And so that's very scary for a child. And you, you guys were very close growing up. I mean, I've looked at the pictures. Her face is not against your face by accident. That's genuine bonding and intimacy. She cares about you and you care about her. I don't think it's an accident that she sleeps with you every night because I think she has this role she plays, but then she has to touch base to recharge her batteries to go out and play the role. Yep. At some point, you gotta start making your own way in this world and trying to get happy. Um, and you're going to have to figure this out. I don't think this is an evil girl here. I don't think she's the Antichrist at all. I think, I think she's kind of taken on this persona. That's a really... Go through life with a get them before they get me. not the Antichrist. Kind of attitude. It's, it's very protective. Because if she is was, a very protective she kill her right emotion. there. If you're angry, if you kind of have this rough edge on you, then you don't ever get rejected because you reject everybody else first. 
know, that way you don't ever get hurt. It's not like you want to be accepted and, and held close because and then when people don't, that hurts. So if you come in and alienate everybody and you're pissed off and you push everybody away and you're like a porcupine, then you don't ever feel the sting of rejection. And it's a way to go through life if you have low self-esteem and low self-worth. And I think that Danielle clearly has low self-esteem and self-worth, which is really sad because I think she has so many great qualities. I think she's obviously very smart, but I do think she's on a self-destructive course right now. Everything has to be Barbara's way or no way. She'll go after me. Like if I tell her like hit me, she'll try to hit me and I gotta like dodge her. Cause if she hits me, I, I'm giving it to her. And I'm pretty violent. I must her in the face cause she wouldn't get out of my face. Either I'm breaking down her door or she's breaking down my door. I don't stop till I start seeing dents in the door. She's so over-exaggerated. But she'll be like, oh, she threw boulders at my window. The pebble's like this little. She'll threaten me. If you don't do this or that, then I'm going to call your PO. You got one more time to hit me, Danielle. You got one more. I ran out four times in one day. And the cops brought me back every time. She wants me to be sent away. You want me just as bad? Put me in jail. So tell me what you think you're doing that contributes to this chaos and the right. <laughs> Do you have an accent of some sort? Tell them where it comes from. You know. <laughs> from the street. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> tell me again, what is it you say to yourself that gives you the right to take somebody else's car? I don't say anything to myself, I just say, all right, there's a car. There's some keys right in front of me. I know where the car at. You know where the car at? <laughs> did, you, did you go to the fifth grade? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm asking, how far did you go? So I question the integrity of Phil. I mean, well, yeah. To, I mean, Maury was terrible. I mean, he's taken advantage of that. Young Holy lady. cow, for ratings. Yeah. Without doubt. Yeah. <clears throat> he's a tool. Is that what we call them? Yes. Is that it? So tell me. <laughs> tell me when you started doing that. Tell me. Uh, this what is the. Christ. <laughs> Uh, this is near the end of the David Allen show. And how does that make you feel? Come on, honesty. It's the basis of a good so relationship. So tell me when you started hating chickens. <laughs> when did you start pulling off their feathers? <laughs> One at a time. Ooh. <laughs> I love that guy. Wish he'd come back. <laughs> Jiminy Glick, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, this is the David Allen Show. Any last uh, thoughts before we uh, w wrap up this show? Go Vikings. Good. Yeah. For when, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. They're 0 for 4 in the Super Bowl. Yes, they are. Those, That's those why. Buffalo. <laughs> Back to back to back to back. It's a horrible, abusive relationship with me, and that's why I no longer follow football. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Liar. Maybe Good you could work. get on Dr. Phil. <laughs> you got to talk like you're from the street. <laughs> uh, well, we... Uh, uh, ne <laughs> Next week, um, it's likely... Oh. 
Yeah. We'll have to either do some weird thing or, oh, I don't want to take next week off, but you never know. Yeah. So next week will quite possibly be a little different. At As least David's nobody be there. Gone, one of the two. <laughs> I haven't decided. We could do a best of show. <laughs> Whoa. Who's going to go through all of our. Maybe Jay will swing over. Oh, that could work. I'll talk to his pointed head. I don't yeah. know. He was supposed to tonight and he failed. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Well, this is the David Allen Show, DavidAllenShow.com. On the Gmails at DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. Uh, on the face bag, David Allen Show. Um, yeah. Any last words? I got nothing. I got nothing. Toodles. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. See you guys. Yeah.